Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is 12 Powers in You, Power and Imagination, and was recorded on Sunday, January 29th, 2023. We are continuing our journey of discussing and exploring the 12 powers, and when RCA asked me to uh, fill in for her uh, for today, I remember saying, you know, I love, I love the opportunity to, to speak and to serve and to share. But I got to be honest, Rev, I, I've never really connected well with the 12 powers. There's something about it that, that just, I, I don't know, and I'm not saying this is bad or good. It just wasn't a connection, you know? And um, does anybody resonate with that or am I the only one? There's, there's a couple of handful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think part of my challenge was when I came into unity, I came from a religious belief system that was, you know, the punitive God up in the sky. And I believed in two powers, the power of good and the power of evil, you know, and that's, that's all my mind could conceive, you know? And so when, when I came to unity, one of the things that attracted me is the word unity. Unity is one, right? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, oh, the idea of one is great. And then it was like, well, yeah, there's one power, but, the, but there's 12 other powers too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, my logical brain doesn't work like that. It's, it doesn't, you know, didn't make sense to me. And of course, in my innocent ignorance, um, I, I just kind of shut that out. It was something that, that I kind of dusted aside. And so, you know, Rev said, Greg, this is actually perfect. It's great that, that you, know, you, know, you haven't really connected with the 12 powers because this is really your opportunity to, you know, reevaluate the way you understand them and see them. And as a matter of fact, she's just, I have this wonderful book that just helps you do that, you know? And I'm like, are you trying to sell me? Are you trying to sell me a $30 book? No, of course not. <laughs> and I got to say that she's done a fabulous job with this book. It, it is so, I would just say palatable is the right word for me. It was so, it took these complex ideas where, I'm going to say there, there were, as you know, that like the writing of Charles Fillmore is, is very verbose, <laughs> for those of you who have studied his work. And of course, at the time where he wrote things, you know, he was just, um, you know, they used a different language back then. And, and um, the, the understanding of things, he was, you know, on the cutting edge of some ideas that, you know, there weren't maybe the most precise words in the world to, to just yet to, to identify these concepts. So, you know, that's, I think, part of it for me was that it was just, I was a little, I don't want to say off-put, it was just, it just didn't land, that's all, it just didn't land with me. But she's done a fabulous job with this book in recontextualizing the way that, you know, these, these ideas are presented. And so, you know, in retrospect, I'm super grateful. And if there's, if there's any, you know, those of you who have been here and following these, these, this journey so far, you know, this process ends on February 19th with the final of the, you know, the final two powers of the, of the 12 powers. So today we're talking about, now this is another convoluted thing. I'm talking about power today, you know? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Power of one of the 12 powers? How is one of the 12 powers power? <laughs> you, know, you follow my, you know, that, that's part of my lack of connection, but a better word would be dominion. Dominion. So Rory is, uh, thank you, Rory. So today we're talking about power and imagination. So this word power and imagination, like, how does this really fit into my life? Like, what is this all about? And I guess basically what I would say, and this is purely layman, you know, language here, but there is only one power. There's only one presence. It is God, the good omnipotence. However, that power manifests in 12 different ways. We'll just say that. 
there is there is there are deciding factors. There's there's specific uh, ways that this one power manifests, and so that the the power of power. I like to use the word dominion. And when I say the word dominion, what comes up for you? Just blurt it out. What's choice? Great, wonderful. Anything else? Control. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. So I'm going to read a little bit out of the book to help us all get aligned here. So on the the power, um, this is this is the power which is represented by one of the twelve disciples, which was Philip. It's represented by a color, which is purple. It's represented by a month of the year, which is May. And all that stuff to me is all nice, but this is the part that's really where I get the meat and potatoes from it. It resonates in, our, in, in the chakra of our throat, right? For those of you that study the chakras, there is, there is a power, there is an energy you know, in, in, in these specific areas, and, and specifically the root of the tongue. Now, this is where it started to get really interesting for me is because I started to read this and, and I'm thinking, okay, the chapter starts off with describing those things I just shared with you. The root of the tongue and throat, I'm like, that's interesting. So let me go into this. And it says, dominion develops mastery. Power is the ability to master or dominate. And in the revealing word, power is defined as man's innate control over his thoughts and feelings. I like the word dominion. I've never cared for the word control because I've been controlled and controlling my whole life <laughs> unconsciously. So I don't like that word unless I'm describing controlling behavior. But it, as it relates to this power, dominion makes sense because dominion means that I have charge of this, my thoughts and my actions. And Webster's Dictionary defines power as the ability to act or produce an effect. Okay. So we have, we have different ways that we can use this power. It comes from the, the, the root, or I'm sorry, the, the throat chakra, right? So, so this is where we speak. This is where we, we speak out and use our voice. I have been a, a codependent person my entire life. And if you don't know what codependency is, I'm just going to simply say that the good that I want in life, I perceive that it is not from within, that I have to get it from without. It's really, frankly, it's a really scientific way to saying that I believe in the separation. <laughs> because if, if I were to believe that God was inside of me, then I wouldn't need to try to coerce Donna to give me what I want or anybody else, right? I would go within and I would find that source of my good inside and it would guide me to what I need to do in this third dimensional world to manifest that. Does that make sense? But when I believe that my worthiness is predicated on whether Dove loves me or not or Shirley loves me or not, then I have to, you know, try to make, you know, him feel as good or, or you know, everybody to feel good about me so then I could get the favorable attention and perceived love that I think that I, I need. But a lot of you are shaking your head, yeah, so... I, I, as I, I would say I'm a professional codependent, okay? So, you know, they will say it takes one to know one. <laughs> I think most of the world is codependent, right? And that's not a bad, that's not bad, you know, that's just, it's an observation. Um, as I became more aware of my own codependency, then uh, it was easier to see in other people. So you may say, well, what does this have to do with the throat and all that stuff? Well, here's how it manifested for me is... In order to please, let's say, let's say Shirley or Donna, I kind of started to pay attention to the way they act and 
and I'm, of course, I'm just using them as examples, right? This isn't real, right? <laughs> but I'm just using them as examples. If I wanted Shirley and Donna to love me or care for me or, or have favorable attention and approval, then I would start behaving in ways to try to please them, right? I would please them and I would do things that would, that would try to conjure up that favorable attention and approval. The challenge is, for me, is that most of the stuff that I would do, I really didn't want to do. Or let's say they agreed, they believed in a philosophy that I didn't agree with, or let's say a, ca a candidate, for instance, uh, for, for president, and I would pretend like I agreed with them just to get their favorable attention and approval. But what's happening all along is I'm not using my voice. I'm not speaking my truth. I'm stifling it down, right? Or they might treat me in a way that maybe not, that's not the way I want to be treated, but I accept it because I'm like, well, you know, I don't like the way they're treating me, but if I say something about it, then, then they're going to stop interacting with me or they might, they might reject me. And, and if they reject me, then, oh my God, I'm going to lose my sense of well-being. Does that make sense? Right. Boy, I did that a lot. And it was all unconscious. And I, and I actually, on top of all that, I define that as love. I thought that I loved Donna and Shirley, and I thought they loved me. And I never realized that actually, maybe they did love me, but my desire and the way I was acting toward them was not loving, it was selfishness, you know? And, and I also wasn't loving myself because I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't, I wasn't saying what was true to me. I was too afraid to say what I really felt and let the chips fall where they fall. I spent my whole life building this house of cards. And then it fell apart one day. <laughs> the whole house just tumbled. And at the time, it was like one of the worst things I thought that happened to me. Of course, in retrospect, it's been one of the greatest gifts that's ever been given to me. So this thing about dominion is that we actually have the ability to choose what we want in our lives. But when we come at it from a codependent standpoint, we're often choosing things that are really not necessarily to our advantage. We're choosing things that might please somebody else. And in that, there, there's a lack of integrity in that. And, and the trajectory of our life changes because we are calling that our truth. And, and we step a little further away from the reality of truth, the more and more that we, we don't speak up, we don't, we don't choose something that's really advantageous to us. So this, this power of dominion is really this, this thing inside of us. It's, it really is a gift. It is a power. It is free will. But I learned the challenge about free will is that if we think we have free will, and so we see how conditioned we are. <laughs> I see, I was so conditioned that I had, I said I had free will, but I didn't have free will because my conditioning encouraged me to say, act, do things to get favorable attention and approval that I really didn't, I didn't want to do those things. I, I took jobs that I really didn't want to take and I, I, I dated people that I didn't want to take. You know, I did these things because I was trying to get something from myself for myself that I always thought was outside of me. So this power of dominion, we can use it two different ways. We could use it with the ego driving it, which is what I did. The decisions that I made with that power were based on egoic desires to gain pleasure and escape pain on all levels, right? 
so when we use this dominion and the words that I would speak and the things that I would say and do were congruent with me trying to get from other people. And that is an option. I would just say that it didn't turn out well for me. <laughs> it just didn't, you know? The alternative is, is that we could use it from a higher place. We could use it from that higher position inside of us, that source of God, that Christ consciousness inside of us, and make decisions from that fourth dimensional realm. And what I mean by fourth dimension is like, what is in the best interest of my soul for this journey? Is it in my best interest to put on a facade for Donna to try to get favorable attention and approval, basically lie to her? Is that, is that to my advantage to do that? Because I'm trying to get something from her or caretake her feelings or whatever. Well, not only is that not to my advantage, I found, it's also unkind to Donna. Because Donna has a perception of me that's really false. I'm leading her on. And that's not really to anybody's advantage, right? You know? So we can use this power of dominion to speak our truth. One of the things that became abundantly uh, clear to me in this talk is that I actually have a physical adaptation in my throat, meaning like I have a dis-ease. And I saw so clearly it's because I haven't spoke up for myself my entire life. Body keeps the score, right? Wow. Thank you, RCA, for giving me the opportunity to speak today. Because hopefully you will find some value in it. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't used this faculty my whole life, or at least I haven't used it advantageously, like from a spiritual standpoint. I've used it um, to manipulate, to live, to live life that's, okay, cool, thank you. Um, we, I've, I've used this to manipulate myself and others, you know? So, so this is such a gift, such a gift. I'm going to move on to the other one, which is so well-connected. So the next power is imagination. Okay, now this was a lot easier to understand. Imagination, it was represented by Bartholomew. It was the, uh, one of the disciples. The color is light blue between the eyes, the third eye, right? Optic nerve and its um, auxiliaries in the month of June. So let's say this. Imagination is the ability to visualize conceptualize, and envision. The revealing word defines imagination as the faculty of mind that imagines, or images and forms, the power of word to take thought. I think we all, you know, we know what imagination is. And, and when, you know, when the little children, when the children are up here, they do such a great job demonstrating imagination, right? It's like all of us had, we came into this physical world with this amazing ability to imagine. And then as we get older and become responsible adults, it's like, we lose that, you know, at least I did. I've lost that. And, and so the power of imagination now is, is our ability to, with our third eye, is to see the future. I'm not going to say the future, to envision something that we could be. Now, myself, I've used most of that energy to envision the worst case scenario. My, because of what I told you about all my codependency, I always envision fear for the future. You know, this imminent doom is coming, right? And so that is an ability that we have. As I said before, we could use dominion from a third dimensional standpoint or fourth dimensional. We can also use imagination from a third dimensional standpoint or a fourth dimensional. 
When we use it from a fourth dimensional standpoint, what that means is instead of, you know, we could recognize that here's a fear thought about the future, but I don't have to bite into that and own that as my truth. What I can do is create a new image that is different from that. The company I work for is selling the division that I run uh, off to our biggest competitor. And I just learned that news this week. And so there's, there's a lot of you know, cool excitement around that. But at the same time, I have a lot of employees who are fearful of the future. And what I observed was that there was lots and lots of imagining of the future. And it was all bad. It was all imminent doom. And I'm like, guys, I get it. I get it. I totally understand it. But how about we take a little time to imagine what the future could look like? Let's focus on the possibility of all these other good things happening for us or valuable things happening for us. And what was amazing, it was like, you know, this shift happened. Like the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was like lots of complaining and whining and fear. And I get it. I get it. Get it. Been there, done that. And then Thursday and Friday was like, oh, okay. Let's just see how this rolls. Let's see how this works out. And it was so cool to be able to step back and just observe that because I've been there so many times. The key here is for us is that we can use this, these two powers of power or dominion and imagination to choose something that is advantageous for our soul's journey, to choose something that will further express that Christ consciousness in ourselves, or we can use it to drive ourselves into the ground like I did. <laughs> you know, and I, again, I don't recommend the first part, but it's it's an option. <laughs> you know, so as we we think about this, you know, think about this in your life. Think about where and how you're using these two powers, possibly to keep you in a rut, keep you in a place where you're kind of struggling, and you know deep down in your heart that something ain't right, and this isn't the best that God has for me. I just know it. And I'm responsible, but I don't want to admit it. Ugh. Ask for those to be revealed to you. And then also let's envision what our future could look like. Let's, let's envision what life could be like because it is all available to us. We don't have to accept, you know, a glass half empty. It is an option, but it's not the only option. So we're going to go into meditation now. And as we do that, I'm going to encourage you all to, to Touch, you know, get in touch with those thoughts and feelings around these two powers. And unlike many of our other meditations, I'm not going to do a lot of talking on this because I really want for you to, to really get in touch with that. Because if you get nothing else from today's service, if you could walk out of this room seeing very clearly one of the obstacles that's preventing you from experiencing higher levels of love and healing and acceptance, like that would be this great gift, you know? If you could become aware of what that is, because once you become aware of it, then with God's support, you can move through it and eradicate it. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2023, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.